0: Hi, guys. Lisa from Royally Obsessed here. We are recording this week's episode with special guest Elizabeth Holmes on Tuesday, April 30th, which means no baby Sussex news yet. But don't worry if there are any updates between when this episode is recorded and when our next episode airs. We will definitely come back to you with a special update. And in the meantime, enjoy this week's show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals.
1: Stand by. Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen.
0: Hi guys, welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan and it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group Royally Obsessed and please subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review if you don't mind. Also, you can send us an old-fashioned email at info at gallerypodcast.com to ask us any and all questions about the Royals or just like share your general thoughts. So this week, our dear Caitlin Menza is off traveling the world, per usual, on assignment. Uh, so you should follow her adventures right now. She's in Chile, and she's at hey Menz on Instagram. And I hate her because I want to be her, but I love her. It is complicated. But luckily, we have... A very, 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 very special guest here to co-host with me. And it's none other than Elizabeth Holmes. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here.
1: I am a huge fan, as anyone who follows me on Instagram knows, of the podcast, of you, Lisa, and of Caitlin. And it's like such an honor to be sitting next to you.
0: We're so excited you could be here. I mean, Caitlin, I think... Okay, so we collectively hate Caitlin because we want to be her.
1: <laughs> I mean, her Instagram is... Goals. Yes. She's, <laughs> she is living the life, and I love it, but
0: I hate it. So. Yes, yeah. But I know that she is very sad to not be here. So at least we can take solace in knowing that she is jealous of me right now. Exactly. So at least <laughs> we have. That. I'm jealous of her. She's jealous of you. Yeah, it all works out. Yeah, it's all. I think that's what the definition of synergy
1: is, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, that's it's what, good. It's all good energy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so this week we're going to be talking about Will and Kate's wedding. Uh, as it was the anniversary, and then some surprise Harry appearances, and then the Sussex Royal Instagram account just launched another initiative like minutes ago. Like
1: breaking royal
0: news. Yes. Oh, and we have to say no Sussex baby news yet.
1: Can you believe it? We are at the end of April. I originally predicted this baby was coming in March, which like goes to show you how much I actually know, (laughs) but like it's going to be May. And she's going to have the baby in May.
0: Yeah, it's already May in the UK because it's past midnight there. Oh, my gosh. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I'm waiting. We're ready. We're ready. (laughs) Uh, So first we have a listener email. Um, And this one you, I think, will like because Mm. you are a mom. So I feel like you could relate to it. (laughs) Actively momming. Momming very hard right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh. Wait, I forgot to do the Royal Refreshment. This is a really great segue. Um, This week's Royal Refreshment is... And now it's time for the weekly Royal Cocktail. Sparkling cider. Because Elizabeth is super momming. I'm pregnant. So we decided to do sparkling cider.
1: It was really kind of you to go
0: this route and I feel
1: like if you need to slip out and grab something harder (laughs) by all means go for it
0: (laughs) I mean it could happen we'll see we'll see how this goes okay so our email is from Hallie um, the subject rarely obsessed toddler fan their royal pod majesties Caitlin and Lisa and my own edit Elizabeth, <laughs> <laughs> I love the pod and usually listen to it on my way to work, but I had to share a funny story from the other morning. I have a toddler, he'll be two in July, who's been waking up a little earlier than he should this week. As part of his morning routine, he usually gets out to, I gets to have, I can't talk, gets to come have a bottle in mom and dad's bed and read some books. But the other morning he woke up at a godforsaken 5 a.m. <laughs> so I brought him into our room with his bottle and promptly fell back asleep. At some point, he found my phone and the next thing I know, I was listening to your voices and he was throwing his tiny chubby arms up in victory and yelling, yay. Somehow, he fumble fingered his way past my lock screen and successfully into my Apple podcast app. Keep up the good work, ladies. Hallie and minifan Thorin. Can
1: I say how real this is? This is the
0: realest email. First of all, I have um, a son
1: who will be two in July as well, so like wow. exactly the same age. And they they do go through these times where they wake up like shockingly early and you're like, what's going on? And please go back to bed. But also there's nothing that makes them happier than fiddling with your phone and making them do something. So the fact <laughs> that you pulled up your podcast, that's amazing. Good parenting, Hallie.
0: How do your kids um, deal with podcasts or, or do you like listen to them Away from the kids. Like, do I the usually
1: kids- save them for after bedtime, but mm-hmm. I do appreciate that Royally
0: Obsessed is one that I can listen to with them in the car. Well, I try to swear less because I had a listener tell me that they had to stop listening with their child because I kept cursing. Well,
1: you guys keep the cursing pretty much to a minimum, but some of like the harder news stuff and some of like the more commentary stuff, I just sort of, you know, your kid's don't need to be exposed to that but I want them to know and appreciate the royals from this early age (laughs) it's important to start exposing them to this stuff
0: oh my gosh Uh, well I'm really happy to have a mom on because since we've been like monitoring actively the Sussex pregnancy Caitlin and I are always like we don't know what any of this is like (laughs) and then we keep on like asking people who've had kids like what is it like and then we feel really horrible for women
1: well I have to say you know (laughs) The cut. I think about this a lot with Megan right now and this end period of pregnancy because, seriously, you reach a point where you think you've been pregnant for, like, 12 months. I mean, it just feels like the baby is never going to arrive. And, like, everyday regular women feel that. And she's got the world waiting. Everybody's, like, staring at their phones and, like, you know, crossing their fingers and being like, is it now? Is it now? Is it now? And I can't imagine what that must feel like. So I really... I feel for Megan. I. This is a hard time in the pregnancy, but the good news is the baby's going to come. And then we can all see the cute pictures, and then she can sort of disappear for a while and take a maternity leave. And I think it'll be a magical time for them.
0: Yes, we're all very excited. And also, we want everyone to be healthy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> okay. First so and foremost. This Week in Royal History. And now, This Week in Royal History. April 29th, 2011, William and Kate got married. And this is a big deal because I feel like followers of you on Instagram, which I assume is every single person listening, and then also <laughs> several thousands and thousands and thousands more, but we all know your thoughts about like contemporary royal sartorial choices. We know about, you know, Meghan and Harry's wedding. We know about like what Kate wears on the regular, Um, you know, Harry and Will's choices. But We don't really know what your thoughts are about the 2011 wedding that we all were watching. And so first, we're going to go into a little bit of what exactly happened that day. And then we're here for your thoughts. Well, first, I have to ask, where were you? Um, I was in Charleston, South Carolina, and I woke up early and I watched it.
1: (laughs) I was uh, flying from New York to LA, which is where my now husband was going to grad school. And I landed on a late flight, and he took me straight to my friend's office because she worked in the LA Bureau of People. (gasps) And I went straight there and made it before I was listening on NPR in the car because I was so panicked I was going to, like, miss a moment. But I made it in front of a television before Kate stepped out of the car. And I will just never forget. I It was 2011. It's the year I got married. Um, I got married later that year in August. And I was – so I was, like, in full-blown wedding planning mode. And I was just, uh, like, enthusiastic doesn't even begin to explain it. And that, and that actually – is where my love of the Royals began. I, I can't confess to being like a Charles and Diana person that wasn't really sort of how I came to the Royals. It was through Kate and Will's wedding in 2011. And I just still think of it. And like, you can see I'm smiling. It makes me
0: happy. <laughs> it was such a happy day. It was. I just remember uh, the video of the car driving along. And I I knew it was such a big deal. But I was just surprised by how many people were lining the streets. It was just so packed. It was just like
1: Well, it just felt massive. And then she, you know, I I was just watching her being like hoping, you know, for everything to go exactly right. And it did. I mean, she just, I can't imagine what it must feel like to be in that position. And her
0: composure, I just was so struck by. And Mm -hmm. obviously the dress, which we'll get to. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So uh, People Magazine uh, reprinted their original 2011 cover story about the wedding. And so I'm going to be citing that Obviously, it happened at Westminster Abbey, which at the time was 766 years old. Oh, my goodness. Very old. Um, There were 1,900 guests. Um, A guest named Claudia Bradby said, I think if William didn't have a public role, they would have loved to have gotten married in a small little church in Bucklebury. (laughs) Because somebody just told me on Facebook that I mispronounced Bucklebury. I say Buckleberry. I'm pretty... I'm pretty sure it's
1: okay. I, well, I'm pretty sure I've also said Buckleberry. I mean, I understand that correct pronunciation is the goal, but like, a lot of people call it Buckleberry.
0: A lot of listeners in the Facebook group, which everyone should join, uh, were telling me about a lot of things I've been mispronouncing, <laughs> so I'm on a quest to learn how to pronounce British words. I'll go
1: easy on <laughs> me, um,
0: Okay, so the person continues. It felt a bit like that, like a really personal event, but on a larger scale. Um, William was 28 at the time, and Harry was 26 in his best man. Um, Kate was 29. She was wearing Alexander McQueen, which we'll talk about in a moment. And a Cartier halo tiara. Um, A guest said she was a little bit nervous going in, or at least looked a little bit nervous. But at the end of the wedding, uh, the newlyweds, looking notably relieved, according to this People article, (laughs) Sharing not one but two kisses from the Buckingham Palace balcony before taking a surprise spin in a 1969 Aston Martin convertible, convertible festooned with balloons and the license plate just wed.
1: Excellent use of
0: festooned people writer. Right? <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I don't know the last time I heard that word. I guess 2011. <laughs> the open air ride really showed their sense of fun, says a guest. They are a young, cool couple. Um, and then. There were two receptions, the first, which was hosted by the Queen for 650 guests, and the second, which had 300 guests and was hosted by Prince Charles, and kind of sounded a bit like that awesome Sussex private reception that we were not invited to and that we only got to read about, but we all know involved like George Clooney with his Casamigos and dancing (laughs) with Kate and Meghan, and it sounded better than anything we could ever imagine. So... Pretty sure the royals really know how to party. Yeah, right? (laughs) So according to this article, um, the prince and his newly minted princess are set to begin their happily ever after, kicking it off by letting down their royal hair at the rollicking after dark reception where they sang and danced to the Beatles, She Loves You, before fireworks capped the night. William and Kate were in the middle of giving it their all, says the guest. They really went for it. (laughs) They were in the full party spirit and stayed until the last minute. So, yeah, they just party to the Beatles, I guess. Good for them. Good for them. So, yeah. And we both, I mean, we all know Kate wore one dress to the wedding, then one dress to the reception. We got, like, kind of one look. It was the um, pictures of Kate, Camilla... Uh, William and Charles walking out, I believe, of Clarence House. So we didn't really get to have like too much of an inside look. But it's kind of like with Harry and Meghan where we only got like a brief look at the gown. Yes, at the second dress. Yeah. So please, your thoughts. Let's start with the wedding dress. Okay.
1: So what I'm struck by now in 2019 is that I look at it and I feel the same way that I did in 2011, which is – it's perfect. (laughs) I mean truly – I remember thinking what a sort of a magical moment and how well it fit and how elegant and sort of refined but also kind of modern it felt for her. And eight years later, I mean, I don't know how many people out there are married, but if you look at your wedding dress eight years later sometime, I mean, I do a little bit. I'm like, oh, well, I maybe would have, you know, worn this instead or, you know, it's aging very well is my point. Her dress is sort of standing the test of time. And I think that's actually really hard to do for a wedding dress. I mean, you look at Diana's wedding dress and you're like, wow, that felt very of the moment. But this yeah. this, I don't know, this feels like something a bride would wear today. You know what I mean? It feels like it it's just it's it's so glamorous and so, so perfectly fitted. And she just I think I thought she looked glorious. Did you like the tiara? I did. I liked it too. I feel like having never worn a tiara, so I'm not quite sure <laughs> how one might style a tiara, I think it could pose some challenges. You know, I mean, she, I, you know, my one critique, I guess, if I could have one, is she didn't really go for um, a super long veil. She went for more of a train moment and her veil was a little bit shorter. Um, and she obviously could have, I think, gone for a longer veil too. But like the half updo was so beautiful. The you know, pretty understated jewels. I thought, I just thought she looked wonderful. What about Will? You know, Will had hair back then. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> sort of what I'm struck by in this. And I think the red, you know, I mean, they're, they nailed it with those pictures, those coming out of the church pictures. They like, they, they, <laughs> they just did such a great job. I thought it was a, a beautiful sort of colorful majestic moment and for people who are going to be the
0: future king and queen of england it's a pretty it was a pretty perfect start Mm -hmm. and i have to ask about pippa's outfit because obviously she got a lot of attention for it and i don't really understand why she got attention for her i i feel like it's rude to mention but people were like look at that butt (laughs) and i mean it's nice and everything, but I feel like it's such a classic dress that she wore. And I don't understand why people are like, oh, it's like a butt dress. It's like not. I was surprised, too, at the reaction
1: to that dress. Because if anything, you you know, I mean, looking at the pictures now, the sort of front cowl goes down a little low. I mean, if you're going to, right? I don't yeah, know. I mean, I, well, I wasn't sort of struck at, I wasn't, I remember thinking, oh, it's just surprising that everybody's making a big deal out of her backside. I have to say, I am a second sister myself, and so to see your older sister get married in such a fashion, and Pippa wasn't married at this time, I did kind of appreciate that she got her moment on that day, even though, I mean, even though it was about her butt. (laughs) But that she got a little love, because I was like, I can't imagine what it would be like to watch your sister get married in such a way and know that you could never have such a moment yourself, because obviously, (laughs) unless you're going to marry Prince Harry, which obviously she did not, that I
0: I sort of appreciated at that time that she got a little love too. I really liked her dress. And I know that it is a British thing for her to have worn white. Yes. Because that's like a no-no in America to wear white to someone else's wedding.
1: But can I tell you that I think that that – because a lot of Americans learned that at this moment. And then I think it sort of kicked off this more like pastel bridesmaid trend. I think people understood mm-hmm. like, oh – we don't have to go with like severe jewel tones or anything that like that there's something very classy about mm-hmm.
0: it. I really like the dress though. I feel like I obviously loved Kate's dress. But if this were me being like, oh, what what if these would I wear to my wedding? I would have been more likely to wear something like Pippa's because it was a little oh. like more subtle yeah, than a big like queen gown. But that's obviously what Kate needed. But I'm like, oh, I always really liked Pippa's dress. And I always thought that was like more my style but obviously i am not marrying a royal so we're getting I, married right now
1: i was actually glad that kate because they say a lot of times when you're picking a wedding dress you have to you know first pick where you're gonna walk down the aisle because it has to sort of the vibes have to match right like if you're gonna have a beach wedding or a church wedding you have to pick sort of a, accordingly and bucking or i'm sorry westminster abbey where they got married is huge you know yes. so like I think the default would be like a huge dress. And Kate had a big dress, but it certainly wasn't – it didn't feel overwhelming to her in any way. And so I was struck, I remember, sort of by the sleekness of a princess gown, if that's even a thing. Like it was – it felt very elegant and almost restrained, but also – Up to the venue you know it felt like it was appropriate for where she was headed
0: but what about her reception gown that we obviously didn't get many images of but you know she was wearing a shawl or like a shrug and then her reception gown
1: well i picture she ditching she ditched that
0: shrug as
1: as soon as she got to the reception i feel like the shrug was for like modesty purposes for the photographs (laughs) I went nuts for it at the time I will totally confess because of that bejeweled belt because my reception look I did not have two wedding dresses but I had I had my my dress for the ceremony and then for the reception I added a sparkly belt and it was the most expensive belt I've ever bought in my life and my dad bought it when he got the belt um so I remember being like I knew my, I was going to wear a sparkly belt on my day, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, Kate is also wearing a sparkly belt." And that like strapless simple gown, I think, was very also like of two thousand eleven. I mean, that's kind of a little bit. It looks kind of like what I wore, and I think. Um, but I also think it's pretty classic. You know, what I mean, it's it it fit her nicely. I love that she wore her hair down. Um, though I wonder <laughs> if it got sweaty on the dance floor and, the, <laughs> and she threw it up in a pony. Um, I thought with a bow with a bow maybe can you imagine she's been wearing bows this whole time and we just didn't know about it <laughs> until last year um, no i thought i i thought it was also very very sort of appropriate and and perfect for her and the occasion and i she looked so happy heading to the reception and I'm, i don't know if it was like relief you know that the ceremony was over and she was yeah. going to just go where cameras couldn't find her but i remember being like oh Go have fun at your wedding. (laughs) You
0: deserve it. I feel like the 300 person reception was like their real wedding. Whereas the other one was like, okay, world, here is this for all of you. Yes. And I'm glad they
1: get to get that out of the way so that they can like really, like literally let their hair down.
0: Yes. And also, okay, when I look at the juxtaposition of Kate's ceremony dress and her reception dress, and kind of, I mean, they're both Sarah Burton by Alexander McQueen. It kind of looks like the reception dress is almost like what was part. It almost looks like her ceremony dress minus all of the lace. Yes, and I, that's where
1: I feel like there's like sort of a slideshowy moment here, right? Like that Sarah Burton was thinking of these two as dresses together. You know, as dresses for a single for a single person on a single day and that they had to sort of make sense together. And they both, I mean, Kate has the tiniest waist in the whole world, so they both like accentuate her waist. It's a fuller skirt. It, Yeah, they make sense when you see them side by side like this. And I think... She probably knew that the history books would show them side by side for, like, the rest of time. And I think, yeah, I think they look beautiful together.
0: And what about William's tux when he was going to the reception? Because uh, I know that Caitlin had some thoughts, and I'm going to look in my phone to see what she texted me. Yes, please. Did she not like
1: it? She The wide
0: lapels. I don't remember
1: feeling one way or the other about his tux, but I like looking at it now. It looks like it's trying to be the fanciest tux, <laughs> like a double-breasted tux. Is it? Is trying really
0: hard? Okay, I can't find what she said, but I believe, and maybe this is wrong, and she can correct me next week. <laughs> but I believe she thought that it wasn't the best fitting.
1: Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell from this picture, but I feel like it's a little puffy.
0: Interesting, puffy coat.
1: It was. It. Gosh, that was a great day, though. I love royal weddings. <laughs> Are we <laughs> me gonna have too. any more? I mean. Who? Beatrice. Beatrice.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, then, all the tabloids keep on saying all the time that maybe she's going to get engaged soon, which maybe, who knows. I mean, I would love that. You would all love we're it. We're all
1: ready for it whenever you want. And then we're going to have to wait like 20 years for George to get married. Oh my God. it's a really long
0: time. What are we going to do with our time? <laughs> How does one Look coat? at pictures of the other royal <laughs> weddings. <laughs> so now we have Harry, who has been out and about because obviously, again, we were recording this before the baby news comes out, we don't... It could. Maybe the baby's here. Maybe the baby's not here. Who knows? Well, so
1: what do you think? Do you think there, there's any... Do you think we're going to find out when she's in labor?
0: I have no idea. I wish I knew. Because mm. so many people ask me and I'm like, hey, I don't know. <laughs> and I see, I see... Like, I follow lots of people on Instagram who have theories of how it will be. And I don't know. Like, maybe they already had the baby or maybe we'll find out when she's going into labor. I really am just not sure. But... One thing that shows me that she's probably not in labor is Harry keeps on going out.
1: Harry as the there's no baby yet ambassador is (laughs) my favorite thing right now because he's like having a little moment. He's stepping out and smiling and everybody's like, there he is. Are you a dad yet? Nope. Okay. You know, like go back to her.
0: I feel like whenever he comes out, we're like, okay, stand down. Stand down. (laughs) Yes. So last week he went out with Kate at Anzac Day which is a day of, um, it's a memorial day in New Zealand. In Australia. In Australia. And so this outing was notable for many reasons. Like first off, it's a really important day that all of the royals observe. And uh, William was in New Zealand for that day um, to visit with the survivors um, of the Christchurch uh, terrorist attacks. And then, so that's one reason why it's important. But then on top of that, he was Harry was out with Kate And they were laughing and just having a ball. And it was coming right on the heels of, you know, the rumors of like feuding. And so it was quite notable.
1: I was so struck by this Kate and Harry (laughs) dual showing because we knew Kate was going to show. And when she stepped out and Harry was with her, it was like the world smiled because they clearly get along I mean they clearly like one another they walked in, I mean they walked very fast if you watch in the, in the video footage of it and on cobblestones I don't know how she does it I mean she's in such high heels but they like they were like making jokes to each other and smiling and I think obviously there's been a ton of rumors about a rift and whatever the cause of that there did seem to be on Easter Sunday a little bit of tension I know you guys discussed that thoroughly on the last week's episode but I would say that like it's hard to watch those appearances where you where you think there might be something going on, and so, especially you know, as long as these rumors have been going on, and you know, who's to blame? Is it Harry versus Will? Is it Mike versus Kate? To see one person from each couple step out together as like a show of unity, I thought that I thought it was just wonderful.
0: Also, I've always liked their relationship because they seem like brother and sister.
1: They seem like they crack each other up totally, and I think too like. It's always been like that. I was going I was digging through some web photo archives and like there are adorable pictures of Kate and Harry like laughing and it looks I mean, she's a younger brother, Kate does, and so I'm sure she knows that dynamic and Harry I think seems like he just took to her really early on and like so I loved seeing the two of them together. And then did you see the pictures they posted on the I guess it was the Kensington Royal account? That picture of Harry
0: Oh, where he's smiling.
1: Looking her, it was really dear.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I took it to just be like a brotherly, sisterly thing. Like, aw, like I, I yeah. care about you. But then some people were running with it like romance novel.
1: God, no, people. Come on. No. No, I don't know. I don't read no. into that at all. i Me never, either. Because, because if you know anything about their relationship, they've always been sort of chummy in the cutest, like, sibling platonic kind of way.
0: Yeah. I, I really like their relationship, And especially because she's now been married to... Well, for eight years, but she was weighty Katie. You know, they were together for so long before that. So he's really, like, grown up with her pretty much. Well,
1: and also I do feel like, I mean, when Chuck is off doing his stuff, it's been the two boys, like, by themselves for a while. You know I mean? I feel like they probably welcomed somebody new into the fold. You know, somebody that they could hang with and, like, would sort of change the dynamic a little bit. And I think it's really wonderful.
0: And then another surprise appearance from Harry was when he stepped out at the London Marathon. Um, Town and Country says that Harry had always planned to attend, but because he's the patron of the event, but he had not announced his presence just in case the baby arrived.
1: Well, this was Sunday and this was when I mean, I don't know about you, but well, last weekend I was like on royal baby watch. I thought for sure that this the royal baby was coming. And so like you said, when he stepped out, I was like, okay, there's no baby because you're in London, right? And the ba- I mean, assuming Megan's in Windsor, right? And mm-hmm. that's like not super close. And so I was like, well, if she was in even early stages of labor, he wouldn't have shown up here. So I took that as like, okay, everybody just take a deep breath.
0: I know. I was like, all right. I can put my phone away for the rest of the day. Yeah. And like enjoy. I was at a wedding. I was like, I can actually enjoy this wedding rather than work during it.
1: <laughs> rather than think this child is going to show up and you're going to have to jump on your computer and report.
0: Yeah. and But I like that he's doing as much as he can until the baby comes. He's just like still out there
1: harry looks really happy in these he looks engagements so too. happy and i for a while there harry was not looking super happy on some engagements i mean he wasn't looking like mad but he wasn't looking like super into it but these last couple ones he seems so happy and i and i hope that they're settled in frogmore and i hope that they're like nesting and that doria is supposedly there yeah and so i hope they're all like being taken care of and like Getting ready for this baby, and I've, I've been heartened to see Harry looking so happy.
0: Also, all the, like, Royals reporters that I follow on social media um, and other, like, people working in the media who are currently in Windsor, they have been, like, Instagramming up a storm because they're all, like, hanging out. They're, like, on high alert, but, you know, like, what else are you going to do? You're going to have to, like, kill the time. Oh,
1: my gosh. It's like, I mean, <laughs> not that I've ever done it, but I've done sort of similar things where you're just kind of on a stakeout, and you're like— there's a lot of time to go.
0: but everything I see of
1: Windsor, it just looks so beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. I mean, I can't. <laughs> it's not a bad place to be hanging out.
0: Yeah, they're all like going to little pubs and like walking down these beautiful streets and seeing like the changing. Wait, was it? Oh, like a parade on the weekend. And I mean, I imagine a parade every day, there, right? <laughs> I mean, like
1: that was sort of. But I, I think that. that What I've – any emergency vehicle that has driven through the town of Windsor, I feel like, has sparked a rumor that, like, this is it and this is what's – you know. And I feel like that jumpiness is – the media needs to just take a deep breath. I know. I think so. I don't think it's doing many people very good to have these, like, odd, false, like, fake alarms out there.
0: I know. And I – as you said earlier, I just think of her, like – She's a I know. pregnant woman. She's about to give birth to her first child. And as I've stated repeatedly, I don't know what it's like personally, but I have seen it depicted on film. <laughs> it seems unpleasant. And you must know from personal experience. Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, I have two kids. They're almost two and almost four. And before the, my first one was born, I stopped working a week before my due date. And I like sat there. I mean, I was like, it's because you kind of you're so big. You don't feel like moving around much. And then you like, you're just waiting. You're like, is now the time I'm going to have a baby? How about now? What about now? And it's like the weirdest, surreal feeling. And nobody except my immediate family was waiting for me to have this baby. So I can't imagine. Like, she can't go anywhere in Windsor. I can't imagine. I mean, like, we haven't seen her, right? So she's just like hanging out in her new house, hopefully, like meditating with Doria maybe. In the new yoga room. That would be lovely.
0: It sounds like an amazing house. I would hang out there too.
1: Uh, absolutely if they're looking for gas like, like. <laughs> there's two right here <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> so right before we started to record um sussex royal posted an instagram that i feel is really really big it's such a big deal so it's a bunch of different images about mental health and they write and because this was posted like shortly after midnight uk time so that's why it was kind of Perfectly timed for the evening for us in New York. They write, May is Mental Health Awareness Month in the U.S., and May 13th through 19th is Mental Health Awareness Week in the U.K. To pay tribute to all the incredible work people across the globe are doing in this space, we are hoping to shine a light on several Instagram accounts that promote mental well-being, mental fitness, body positivity, self-care, and the importance of human connection to not just hear each other, but to listen. And then the caption continues, each month we will honor the same concept and change the accounts we follow based on a different theme or cause. Please note images shared are from the handles we now are following. And then you look, they're now following 16 handles and they include I weigh, which is an initiative from the actress Jamila Jamil, (laughs) Oprah's super soul Sunday. (laughs) Of course, Oprah, um, The Kind Campaign, which is a U.S. based organization, Born This Way Foundation, which is Lady Gaga, Heads Together, Talkspace, so many different organizations. But I just feel like, oh, and Black Mental Health Matters, Anxiety UK, so many spots. But what I think is so notable is this is how they're using their Instagram. Oh,
1: my gosh. I mean, she is so savvy. Can we just take a minute to, like, talk about, like, how – I had wondered, right? Like, we all wondered if they were going to get their own Instagram handle and, like, what it would feel like for Megan to do that. And up until now, most of the royal social media posts have been about when they do something, right? When they step out and they go on an engagement or they're going on a tour, they use it to announce something. But – they, the Sussexes, have decided to take their millions of followers along with them on, and share the messages that they want to promote and that have nothing to do with their personal appearances or, you know, certainly, you know, it's not their a picture of them. Like, this is a grid of nine <laughs> pictures and it's really touching. And like, they're using quotes like, allow yourself to feel the way you feel. You are brave, strong, smart, and loved. I mean, that's, Like, that's really the best side of social media. Mm -hmm.
0: And I feel like this is such a fusion of Megan and Harry because Megan's old account, her old social media account, and then also the Tig, they had a lot of, like, really positive phrases and a lot of things kind of like, you are loved, you are this, you are that, you know, like trying to uplift people. And then Harry obviously has been so involved with mental health charity work for a while, and so I feel like this is just, like, the two of them. Yeah. And I do think it's very
1: savvy to change who you follow because how many, I mean, I'm sure you've gotten questions. People have been analyzing who they follow and DMing me and being like, why do you think, you know, (laughs) so-and-so's on here and like, who do you see? And so to like just mass unfollow all the other people and only follow, you know, these 16 accounts for however long they decide to do that I guess for the month of May maybe Mm -hmm. that's really I mean that's bringing a lot of attention to some big organizations but also some small ones and it's kind of you know I think about everything in terms of royal dressing but it's like when they wear you know a known label versus you know an upstart you know I mean that's a huge moment for everybody involved but especially the smaller guys. What do you think of the use of a grid versus their usual? They like to post the the carousel of pictures usually.
0: Oh yes. I think that the grid is helpful because I think that when you do a carousel, not everyone knows to click and oh, so they just see like the first through. picture. Yeah. So this at least is like an introduction and I can only assume that this month we're going to see a lot more things from these organizations on this account and then hopefully also information about their child.
1: Well, and do you notice how it's like hands in the top left and hands in the bottom right? And then uh, just like single, like a close-up on your head. Like it's visually composed very carefully.
0: I didn't even notice that. I'm so glad to have your thoughts here. What do you think of her long captions? Um, I think... I am usually not a fan of long captions because I don't want to read the whole thing through. And I've had to kind of whenever they post something, I have to kind of stop and read read it because I know like whatever they're writing is important. And so that I tend to like shorter captions. because so I just don't want to have to read that much. Like Instagram to me is like you scroll through and like you a kind of like breezy thing. Yeah. And like if I want to read, I will click on your thoughts. <laughs> ah. But I I don't know. I I like what they've been writing. So I, it doesn't bother me, but it's just not normally what I see. I like that they at least have, like, they spaced this out with different paragraphs. Like, it's not all one big clump. They figured out how to break it up.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting because I do think sometimes people write longer captions because either A, they have a lot to say, or B, they want to add a little substance or explain something. And I feel like that's what they're trying to do. You know I mean? That sometimes it takes a lot of words to to explain or get across a thought. I do hope that they, like it seems like every post has a really long caption right now. And I do hope like every now and then they'll just switch it up and be like a sentence or two, maybe a single emoji, right? <laughs> just sort of let the picture speak for itself. Cause I do agree Instagram in the feed, at least experience is sort of a, a breezy experience mm-hmm. for most people.
0: Well, speaking of your thoughts, I wanted to ask you how your event was on Monday. I was out of town. Caitlin obviously is traveling the world, living the stream life that I wish I was living. We love hate you, Caitlin. (laughs) Yeah. But you were in town to host So Many Thoughts Live. (laughs) Yes.
1: It was incredible. I mean, so I started this royal commentary thing on a whim in december 2017 with kate and will's holiday card and just started like adding my thoughts to photos annotating photos on instagram stories and it just really sort of caught on and i had asked people like if they'd be you know I I got a lot of DMs from folks saying, like, we'd love to meet you, and I happened to be coming to New York for a different assignment, and I said, like, how many people would be interested in meeting up, and we got sort of an overwhelming response, and I think what I was really struck by was a lot of people see Royals commentary, or people are into the Royals and are willing to sort of just be like, ugh, like, why do you care so much about the clothes? Like, what are you talking about? And it was a room full of, like extremely smart, engaged, like, wonderful women who were all like super kind to each other. A lot of people came by themselves and made friends there. One woman flew in from South Carolina. I mean, it was incredible. and it was it's nice. We, I spent a lot of time staring at my phone and or listening to podcasts, of course. Um, but there's nothing like meeting people in real life. It was a real treat
0: well, so before we joined the Royal Pod, we have some highs and lows. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. Okay, we start with lows, so we end on a high. My low, I guess, will be, every day I've been waking up at 4 a.m. and checking my phone to see if the baby was born, because if so, I need to write about it. And then I go back to sleep. And then I wake up at five to check again, and then I go back to sleep. And then six, and then eventually at seven, I have to get up and live my life.
1: Can I ask, like, what you have prepared? Oh, okay. But you're ready. I'm ready. Yeah.
0: I'm ready. But so I guess my low is just that I am eagerly awaiting the baby, but it, it is affecting my sleep.
1: <laughs> when I, I used to, I covered the 2008 presidential campaign in Another Life. And um, when we were waiting for McCain to pick his VP, I had to write a story, McCain picks blank, McCain, picks, like five different possibilities that were the front runners. I did not write a McCain pick picks Palin story because nobody thought <laughs> of her and so I I still think of those five stories that I wrote that <laughs> I will never see the light of day because they were totally inaccurate but you have to have that stuff ready right
0: yeah for one of the news pricks
1: everyone's ready um let's see my low of the week oh my gosh I don't know I mean I feel like we haven't seen a lot of the royals so it's hard to have a low that can be your low Oh, yeah. Where, uh, yeah. Actually, I would like to see a little bit more of Kate. <laughs> I feel like um, we saw her on Easter Sunday, but it had been a minute because I guess she was traveling maybe with Caitlin. Who knows? <laughs> um, I loved what she was wearing when she stepped out with Harry. Um, but I'd like for a while there we were in like constant, you know, royal moments and we've sort of slowed down a little bit. I miss them. I miss Megan, but, you know, she should not step out.
0: (laughs) She needs her time. Yes. So my high is having you here. Oh. Oh, my gosh. I'm really excited That's really because we've had you on the show obviously but you're always in San Francisco Skyping in so finally in the studio
1: okay I'm gonna be super cheesy but my high is being here because I feel like social media is like a crazy wonderful thing and there's so many people that I've met that love the Royals but like truly you and Caitlin are like this gem of a duo and I am like an avid listener every week and you're always so nice to mention me and when you invited me to do this I was so honored thank you
0: Hear that, Caitlin? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Caitlin, come back. I haven't actually met you IRL yet either.
0: i will have to be, I guess. I'm really
1: sorry you're traveling the world and living a glamorous life. <laughs> I'm sure she'll
0: be in San Francisco. She's everywhere. <laughs> um, so you guys can drop us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Here's a real review from Jenny Sock. Um, The subject is, if you're sassy and like the Royals, you'll love the show. The best time of the week is when this podcast drops. High points. The hostesses chat about all the things you want to talk about, too, if you are a Royals fan. You'll save time and energy by listening because they curate all the latest news for you. It's also a great stress reliever because you will feel more relaxed and lighthearted by the end of the show. Long live the podcast. I really like that because I also feel like this is like a blog We aggregate the news, you know, that's why when the the tabloids are like mining us for content and taking something that we say, such as like Caitlin doing her like nerdy little grammar rant last week and then turning it into a headline. That's why I get frustrated because like we always cite our sources. We are like aggregating and curating. This isn't like royal experts with scoops.
1: No, and I think that is so important and you guys are so upfront and so thorough in your citations that I see I, I, my mind is always boggled when your words get twisted. But I think you do your audience a great service by explaining where you hear things and then adding extremely thoughtful commentary <laughs> on top of it because I think you guys are royal experts at this point and you have a very educated opinion and that's why we all tune in week after week.
0: Well, at least the world now knows that Caitlyn is a grammar nerd.
1: (laughs) That's a good thing. That's on brand Caitlyn. Yeah. Like
0: if she has to go have like a tabloid headline for something, it should be
1: a grammar nerd for sure.
0: Like travels the world grammar nerd. Totally.
1: (laughs) I'm one of those and not the cool one.
0: Um, So you guys can follow the show on Instagram at really obsessed podcast and join our Facebook group, really obsessed. Obviously, you can follow Caitlyn at Hey HeyKMens. She's traveling the world, as I said. You can follow me, Lisa, at Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram and read my writing at The Cut. And Elizabeth, how can we follow you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E Holmes. Yes. And of course, if you aren't already following her, how did you find this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Check out so many thoughts. Check out so many <laughs> thoughts. So until next week or until there's a baby. Oh, my gosh. God save the pod. God save the
1: pod. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yay! Yay! That was so fun!